Executive events tend to focus on the high-level executives within an account, and they tend to, at least in my experience and my recommendation, is you you focus on a thought leadership message. You're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Motier, and I'm here today with Bo Roberts. Bo, how are you today? Hi, Ray. I'm doing great and glad to be with you today. Thank you very much. So before we get started, Bo, obviously you and I have had the opportunity to meet quite a few times and, and speak in the past, but can you share a little bit more about yourself, what you do, and kind of your background, please? Sure. Yeah, so I've been doing marketing and product management primarily in the cybersecurity industry for the last 20 years. I'm currently the chief marketing officer for a company called K7 Security based out of India, and they're a provider of endpoint security solutions for business and consumers. In my spare time, I also like to advise some early stage cybersecurity startups and uh, help early stage companies. Today, there's so many cybersecurity startups and uh, not enough marketing talent to go around. So I have some fun with that. You know, other than that, I generally will do uh, consulting around marketing strategy and go and go to market strategy. Good. Well, thank you very much for that. So the topic that we wanted to discuss today is around using executive events as part of an ABM account-based marketing strategy. ABM is is that sort of the of a buzzword in the marketing industry. Obviously, events have always been part of the marketing mix, but it would be interesting to understand from you how the two married together and how do you encourage ABM initiatives through the promotion of very tailored and high qualified events? Sure. Well, I think the best way to look at executive events, you know, maybe for people who aren't quite as familiar with them or haven't actually run them for their company or maybe even not even as part of an ABM program, but they don't have really any any experience with executive level events. I think a good way to to look at it is to is to sort of compare them to the traditional industry trade shows and conferences that most people are you know very familiar with and that generally account for the majority of companies' event budgets. You know historically, yeah. So you know in cybersecurity, for instance, you know you you and I know well. Uh, we're talking about shows like RSA, Black Hat. Infosec, EMEA, which just happened a week or two ago. Yes. Yeah. All the usual suspects. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, every industry has their big show or their one or two big shows or conferences. And these shows are usually big, expensive, uh, expensive to do, but they attract a very large and broad audience. And historically, success for these types of events has been measured by the, the quantity of the leads collected. But lead quality has always been somewhat of an issue because, you know, it's such a broad audience and you don't know who's going to show up at the show every year. That's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, for me, it's the difference between, well, the analogy that we take is the difference between fishing and hunting. Well, exactly. when you have the show, you're kind of in a fishing mode where you are waiting for people to come in a way. So, so, so even if there is a trade show taking place, the, the, the like of the one you mentioned, but also many other that we, we work on in the industry, we actually work with our clients to drive traffic. And often that traffic is, is not actually at, on, on the main floor itself. But it right. could be hotel suites around mm-hmm. the event where 
you can have a little bit more of um, you can you can basically take the prospect of that very busy scary noisy very difficult to get on time very easily interrupted sort of context and main floor and and, Period, and yeah. bring them to something that is much more you know quieter where you can get your meeting on time you can have a full-on conversation and and prospects do tend to like that as well because it, it helps them to relax so yeah, yeah. We, we we know the feeling yeah and and you know the thing is you know you know the reality is that those large trade shows serve many different functions for a company everything from you know pr and media opportunities biz dev and partner meetings thought leadership conference speaking there's so many functions that a large trade show like that serves aside from just lead generation and so i think that in a lot of cases those those shows can provide excellent value and roi for companies you know that are positioned correctly and that know how to execute know how and have the ability to execute those types of shows the reality is that also that there's a lot of smaller and less experienced companies that aren't positioned correctly and and don't really have the ability to execute properly so, you know you, you sort of have both scenarios i've seen you know companies that complain about those shows and say oh you know we never get a good roi and then other ones that say oh you know this last rsa uh, we killed it it was awesome and it's all, it's all a matter of preparation, strategy. And as I said, if your company is sort of, you know, correctly positioned in the marketplace and, and you're, in, you're in the right place to, to execute and, and take advantage of that, it can, those shows can be great. But when we, look at, when we look at things from an account-based marketing perspective, however, you know, it's a little bit of a different, well, it's a very different kind of strategy, right? And so while those shows can certainly fit into an ABM strategy, there's certain aspects to ABM that those shows don't really lend themselves very well to, which is, you know, essentially lead quality and account targeting and engagement. Those shows tend to be, you know, very broad based, very hard to target particular accounts. You yes. can do it, obviously, obviously the way you described, which is pre-event engaging with with prospects and customers and, and setting up meetings and things like that. But in terms of new accounts, you're sort of at the mercy of who shows up at the show. That's correct. I mean, and, and we, we see that a lot. In terms of DABM, I guess, w- yeah. what you are driving at the moment, are you driving towards a more selective, a more tailored, a more, I guess, lower with less individuals, so a, a more, yeah, a more selective type of event, something that you would run instead of going to the to the industry events, almost running your own sort of events. Is that is that where you are kind of going with your your explanation? Yeah. So executive events are generally small, invite only, VIP type events, such as executive dinners, lunches, executive roundtables. And they're targeted at your key prospect and, and customer accounts, right? So, so as I mentioned, ABM strategies tend to prioritize lead quality over quantity and really try to focus on account engagement, you know? And I think that's where executive events really excel. And the thing is that executive events are something that I think, you know, are really, the nice thing about them is that they're very flexible. They can be used to augment your trade show and conference strategy. They can be used to target specific industry verticals, you know, maybe geographically. They can help you maintain momentum between the major trade shows and conferences. 
in uh, cybersecurity, we've got basically RSA, got Black Hat, you know, InfoSec, which is, a, you know, in EMEA. But, you know, the thing is that there's large gaps in the year when between those shows, right? So, so those shows are great, but they're not really something that's very scalable or something that you can continue to execute upon throughout yeah. the year. Sorry to interrupt. It's, it's, it feels almost like, yeah, a, sure. like a branding exercise, almost like a PR exercise and you know, getting your big bows and get, getting people around and people wearing your polo shirts. And, and, and it's often, we, we often see vendors speaking to each other and comparing you know, each other's presence. So yeah, you almost feel like it's, uh, you've got to be there because it's, uh, it's, right. it's almost like a brand reputation. It's, if you are not there, people will wonder why you are not there. So actually, that could be a tactic not to turn up right. because people will wonder and it will probably uh, get them to speak about you. But yeah, no, I, I appreciate exactly what you are saying because we, we get that feedback on a consistent basis. So you, you, you mentioned InfoSec. So it's, it's a show that happened a, a few weeks ago now in, uh, in London. And we always ask the question to our clients and the prospect that we meet, how do you calculate the return on investment. Some of them will tell us, well, I scanned a thousand people. Some of them is the number of t-shirts they've been giving, given, uh, they've given to people. Some of them would be their feeling. And so, well, we felt that we had a good day because we had a few conversations. Some of them will be demos, which I think is a good metrics, actually, demos, because you can scan me. I'm not a prospect if, I, if I'm walking down the, the main showroom. However, I would not listen to a demo because I don't really have the time. So the people that would listen to a demo are maybe a, best, you know, a better way to evaluate success. But it's a tough one. It's a tough one. And I don't think there is... I, I yeah. do think, to, to, to kind of close off on the point, that it's really around that brand recognition PR. Look at me, I'm here, and I've got all my team and we all wear the same color. Sometimes, then, then really a, a, an ambition of acquiring customers in a way. Right, right. And, you know, so executive events tend to focus on the high level executives within an account. And they tend to, at least in my experience and my recommendation, is you focus on a thought leadership message. Coming back to the account based marketing approach and coming back to the, the type of prospect that you approach, how do you, you incorporate them? How do you incorporate events as one of the touch out of an account based marketing approach? In an account based marketing, strategy, uh, you, you generally, by definition, you know who your target accounts are. You know, that's, that's kind of the, the basis and the foundation of ABM, right? And so I think, you know, the, the way that you can use, you know, executive events is, well, a couple different ways in terms of the execution. But, you know, I think the main difference that people need to sort of, you know, keep in mind and get and sort of get their head around in terms of executive events is that you're really not doing them for lead generation, right? You, as I said, you, you know who, who your top prospect accounts are, right? So you're trying to get to them, you're trying to engage them and, and get high quality engagement you know, with them. And so using things like executive dinners, maybe doing a road show, maybe at a large industry trade show or conference, scheduling a customer appreciation dinner, but one where you invite both your both prospects and customers and get both of those people in the same room where you, you know, you're going to make your customer feel like a VIP for the evening. And at the same time, they become you know, spokespeople and provide recommendations, prospects that are in the room. And so you know, I think the main difference you know, in terms of what you're using executive events for compared to maybe a, the bigger trade shows is that 
It's not really about lead generation. What it's about is impact on your funnel. So influence on your funnel. So moving deals faster through the funnel, helping deals to close. And so, you know, really it's that influence on the pipeline and 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 ultimately revenue that you want to be measuring with executive events. Okay. So, so you're talking about more of um, rather than the lead generation approach, it would be about engaging with people you've already got kind of deals going on or conversation with, with, with their company or their organizations and, and inviting them to these events and give them maybe a, a more relaxed understanding of who you are, what you do to accelerate the sales cycle. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, and generally speaking, when you, depends on the size of the company, but when you do executive events, you're, you should be sending your, what I call your A team, you know, and so it, it's, a, it's a good way to put your best thought leaders, your best speakers. In the case of startups, it's oftentimes the CEO, the founder, the CTO. You know, you're putting your best people you know, in front of the senior, execu- you know, senior executives from these target accounts. And so it's a really great opportunity for them to build thought leadership and, and really tell the company's story in a way that is not a hard sell or, you know, not a sales uh, company sales or product pitch. Yeah, I, th- I think that makes perfect sense. And we've been, we've been in the situation ourselves, actually, we, with your support, where we've been able to meet with individuals in a very relaxed environment. And I remember us discussing about the fact that we, we absolutely don't want to pitch. We want to discuss. If someone wants a pitch, we, we, can, we can do that next week. We don't have to do it straight away. In terms of the measure of success and return on investment, is it really on appreciating how much the pipeline is moving forward? Or is there any other criteria or any other KPIs that you would, you would suggest as, as a good way to evaluate a well-organized executive event as part of an ABM approach? Sure. Well, I said that lead generation isn't really the, the primary focus. It, it is, of course, one metric. I mean, you, you are potentially going to open new deals from these types of events. So that is, it is certainly one metric. But because these tend to be low volume, high quality types, you know, types of events from a numbers perspective, what tends to be more important is the influence that the events are having on your on your pipeline. So moving counts down the pipeline and and eventually obviously, you know, closing and turning into revenue. You know, so th- those are primary ones that you want to look at. I mean, I think that I think the, the main issue for most companies who are either not currently doing ABM or maybe they've just started but are still kind of very early in their ABM kind of uh, journey is that most of them don't have don't have the proper, you know, porting, tracking and reporting tools from a martech perspective to easily report on these types of things. And also, if you're the kind of company that has a somewhat of a long sales cycle like 6, 9, 12, even, you know, more than 12 months of a sales cycle, then it becomes more it becomes more difficult to measure the results of a particular event in the short term. If you have a long sales cycle, if you have a high, maybe a high value, you know, average order value of a few hundred thousand dollars or maybe even a million dollars or more, you're going to have probably a longer sales cycle and you have to design your event program for a longer term perspective. So it's not something that you can, that you can evaluate in a quarter. 
I think that's fair. I think this is a this is, this is a touch as part of a multi-touch process, and, and I think you're you're completely right in the in in the way you put it together. It could be an important touch because it would be maybe something that people will be responding better, or prospect would respond better on a face-to-face meeting within their own offices. And sometimes we see that uh, taking people out of their, I would not call it comfort zone, but their known zone where they are used to be and sharing sort leadership, because I think that's very important. We've seen, and I'd like you know to get your opinion on that, but we've, we've seen the content of, of some events being very solution intensive, pitching intensive and mm-hmm. trying to take people through a two hours PowerPoint presentation before actually moving on to dinner. And I think it's just terrible because People don't want that. People don't go out of the office. They don't go to dinner somewhere to have that sort of presentation. They may want to have a light touch on the site from a salesperson or an executive from that organization because obviously they are there and you know someone is paying for their, their food and drinks. But we, we see the silly yeah. mistakes happening. Do, do you see any other mistake being made in the organization of those events? Or, or, or I guess, do you have recommendation of things to avoid when, when you run events? Well, you know, let me, why don't I kind of give you my, instead of like things to avoid, why don't I give you my things to do, which would include things to avoid. (laughs) First is you got to get buy-in and participation from the right people internally at your company. You know, as I said before, executive events, you need to bring your A-team. Generally speaking, if you're a startup or a smaller company, executives want to network and socialize with other executives. They want to hear your thought leadership story from a senior leader, not, you know, maybe not maybe the sales rep or the or the SE. And, you know, depending on the size of your company. I mean, uh, obviously, if you go to a, an executive dinner with Cisco, you're not expecting the CEO of Cisco to be there to, to address you. But we deal with a lot of startups. And you know, with startups, uh, often it's the case that it's the CEO, the founder, the CTO. And you really have to have you know, that really tight coordination between sales and marketing and the exec team. So you know, what I've noticed in terms of the events that, I, that I've been putting on is that when a company has done these types of events before and they know how to do them, you know, that they have a lot of success, you know, but if these types of events are new to them, they haven't done them before, they don't understand the fact that it's thought leadership type of conversation. And then that's when I see companies sort of get into trouble. The second point I would say is, and this just sort of touches on what I just said, which is the objective really here is to educate and build your thought leadership. You know, executives are busy people, you know, you know, most of them are not going to take the time to attend your event just, you know, just for a good meal and and wine. They attend because they're interested in and looking to learn something about the topic of your, you know, sort of thought leadership talk that you're going to give. And so they've already shown interest in problem set that that your company and your solution addresses. Right. So. So during the event, you know, focus on educating and influencing, influencing their point of view around the subject, but avoid any type of company or product sales pitch. Because if you do the thought leadership well, what what generally happens, what I've seen time and time again, is that if you get their interest, right, what happens is they start naturally just asking you questions about your company and your company's solution and how you help customers solve this problem. So you'd get to do a little bit of a pitch anyway, but you do it in a non-threatening kind of way where they're asking you for it versus you pushing it on them. And that's and that's definitely very helpful. I mean, we being um, having experience in being in a lot of sales cycles, it's a little bit like when someone asks you what you do after being warmly introduced by one of your clients to someone else. 
you always yeah. end up in a conversation that is much more you can you can tell from the body language and 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 once you've got someone who say okay well you are actually smart people you know your stuff it was an interesting conversation you have an interesting point of view I'm interested about your point of view and the way you look at things and you know, I'd like to know more about your solution yeah it it is indeed a very 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 good step in the process or at least yeah. a very very helpful way to turn the situation around and, and, and offer the pitch. Um, yeah, thought leadership allows you to establish credibility up front, right? And then that sort of lowers their guard and then and ends up with them asking you questions that you, that you can then use to go into your company and your and your solution. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Bo, for the, for the insight today. I mean, there is a, a lot of experience that you shared with us and, and we're thankful for that. If anyone wants to connect, with you, if, if any one of our listeners wants to get in touch with Bo Roberts, what is the best way to connect with you? Sure. Well, probably the best way to connect with me is my personal email address, which is just Roberts at gmail.com. I also have uh, the yahoo.com and uh, you know most of the others as well, but uh, Roberts at gmail.com, which is just B-E-A-U-R-O-B-E-R-T-S at Gmail. You can also find me on Twitter at Bo Roberts and, and also LinkedIn as well. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time today. It's been a fantastic talking to you. Really appreciate your time and insight. And again, thank you very much, Bo. Well, thanks for having me, Ray. I really enjoyed it. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.